Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Hello, hello, and hello. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that better. Mm-hmm. So uh, we recently crossed paths, and we, um, we've we kind of connected on many levels. And uh, it's really exciting because you've inspired me to do the very first podcast. And I'm the first guest. Yes, for exactly. me. Oh, my gosh. So this is Cleone Crawford. Yes. And to give people an idea of the length of time you spent on this planet, when were you born and where did you grow up? Okay. I was born on February 14, 1981. I grew up I, briefly for three years in, in the jungle area, which was um, considered Lawrence West Station area. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Jane and Finch with my mother and my brothers. And uh, I lived in Jane and Finch for five, about seven years. And then after that, we just kept moving different places. So we never had uh, any stability, mm-hmm. which was very detrimental to me because I would, I would never have any long-term friendships. But I, I, I do have some good friends that I still have since high school. Okay. But, you know, it's not the same relationships that they used to be. Yeah. But, yeah. I can relate. I, I moved around a lot, and that's really hard to form those relationships. I always feel to kind bonds. of envious. Yeah. Like people who uh, have no, stayed in one place, you know? Yeah. It makes a big difference. It makes a big difference when you, when you are moving. If you're always moving, you know, like... But I'm sure that's formed who you are as well to lots of benefits, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure that's why you're so outgoing and you can command a room the way you do, because that's definitely the first impression, right? You're very strong. You're very confident. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's always good things to these adverse situations, I guess, right? Well, if you're going to have lemons, make lemonade. Exactly. And that's kind of how you are from what I gathered, because... You know, of course, I met you, and then all of a sudden, I found out all these things about you. And you know, you've been so prolific. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Wait, did I record? That's recorded. I mean, so you're you're talking about um, I'm I you know all of a sudden you say to me you've written two books, right? Yeah. And I'm kind of going what? <laughs> and then you say I have a podcast, <laughs> and then you're rapping. Yeah. And and then. And then I hear about this fashion career and I'm going, this, is this two lives? Like how long have you been on this planet? But it's like, it's unbelievable. So where would you like to start? Like wherever you want me to start, girl. I mean, okay. So you, you decide to get into the fashion industry. I mean, that's quite an undertaking. And then I've seen some of your sketches and they're just incredible. Thank you. But you're not, are you doing that right now? Or I took a break from it. When I when I became bipolar um, in two thousand and six at Cam H Hospital, yeah, um, 
That's when I first learned that I had bipolar. Okay. In 2006, when I came here, they, I mean, for all those years before 2006 ever happened. So we had 1981, mm-hmm. 1982. Exactly. All the way till 2006. But when 2006 happened, actually, when 2005 happened, in my last year of University of Toronto, I moved downtown and I moved on to um, one of the campuses. And when I moved here, I felt a difference, and and I and I know what the difference is. It's because the atmosphere in downtown is dark. I know. I remember you telling me. That. Yeah, it's a dark cloud, and if you are spiritual mm-hmm. and empath, and if you're an empath, you'll pick up the energy that is downtown. Mm-hmm. And I picked up the energy called bipolar. Right. So it's, I mean, we're going to skip a little bit ahead because that's one of the questions I had for you because I know you're a woman of God and you have a very strong, you know, connection. So where does that start and where does it end or does it end and how do they work together? Because I know a lot of people feel like when bipolar or all those kinds of um, issues um, are could be a demon or could be you know what I mean something on a spiritual level how do you see this this challenge personally bipolar mental illness is both medical I mean med- chemical mm-hmm. and spiritual right but the problem is is these doctors don't acknowledge the spiritual aspect mm. so that's why they have to keep pumping us with drugs right but you do believe there's a place for I believe in the place for medication. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not ignorant. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I believe there's a place for medication, but you need to recognize that there are eight dimensions of wellness. Right. That's and what are the eight dimensions of wellness? Physical, financial, relational, spiritual, intellectual, um, physical. Um, what else? There's a few others, but when you add it, add, oh, and my favorite, musical. Right, because that's who you are. As well. That's who I am. I am a musical. I am a musical um, unicorn. And your alias is is Doctor Music, forty two. Right. So, you also told me that you're planning on changing your name officially to Doctor Music. Wow. So that plays such a, a huge, because I know that's how we connected too. Yes. And you started to play the 80s stuff. Yeah. I, I told you, you know, I, it just brought me back to my, Your you know, childhood. like, yeah, my childhood and, and dancing in the cafeteria and whatever. And, that's and, what I used to know? do. I used to yeah. do that in the cafeteria. Yeah, that's it's just awesome. Exactly. And some of those, I mean, they were just, some of them were, I don't know, what are the bands that were of that time that were kind of grooving to the other day it would have been like montel jordan yeah um naughty by nature try call quest these are hip-hop yeah my favorite tupac right shabarang shabarang yeah prince jan jackson stevie wonder oh of course diane warwick yep aretha franklin then you name it it just goes on and on it goes on and on so, so you have the best playlist. I, I know. I see. We, we were all 
we're going in all directions, right? Because it all like, I mean, you got the fashion. So you're, I know you're telling me about the fashion as well. Mm. And what made you get into the fashion industry again? I got into the fashion industry because I, I went to, I started going to church at um, the age of 13. And I started, well, I started, I started hunting, church hunting at 13. And when I went to, to this one church at 16 that my friend invited me to, and the funny thing is, my friend invited me to a church that she never came back to. Wow, isn't that It was funny? like God used her to bring her me to the church, That's to the amazing. Lord. So I came, and I was a party girl before I came to church. Right. At 13 years old, going to parties and clubs because my body was very um, voluptuous. Okay, so my you age. commanded a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I had a Coca-Cola bottle shape. <laughs> <laughs> you know this girl. I had that shape. I had that body. Wow. Banging body like Cardi Bar Cardi banging body 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 Barbie. <laughs> I was a cheerleader. Yeah. I was a cheerleader. But you just also felt like, okay, this is like I need to I need to be uh funding finding god finding yeah i felt this need to find him and i'm glad i went i went to my church which was called the new life pentecostal church and it was so nlpc you know me <laughs> nice went to that church and we went i went there for many for many years until i was in my 30s early 30s uh, i got baptized there i got the holy spirit there um i danced like a mad woman there um and you presented your fashion and i presented my fashions there because and my I, sister passed away in that oh, in that in there so that's really? what happened so yeah in 2007 so 2000 so we'll bring you uh, go to the chronological part so 2005 happens i'm in university in my last year of university of toronto and i started i decided to start a nonprofit called black seed um black s e s dot e dot e dot d right mm -hmm. and i put a lot of my heart into it and i didn't and I, it was to bring black mentors with black entrepreneurs right what a great idea i mean black children young people yeah at risk youth with entrepreneurs that was my idea excellent and it's funny that i'm saying it now because that's exactly what i've been doing in my life which is when i meet people mm -hmm. i mentor them yeah you do for sure. So that's why my new nonprofit that I'm starting in the next few weeks after I launch my business, Emmanuel.org, which is the name of my son, is going to be about mentors, it's going to have mentorship in there. Excellent. Yeah. And that just comes naturally to you. So yeah, that didn't work out. No, it didn't work out. What it what had what did work out from Black Seed is that it took me into madness. I started to think I was a spy. I thought it's a travel at night. I started to sleep with, um, survive off very little sleep. And then finally I came to a crash in January and I, I was in my, my dorm and I was like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to comb my hair. I don't want to eat. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to die. Right. And it didn't make sense. And it's only now that I'm older and I understand what's really happening in our world. Mm -hmm. The matrix right. is what is happening in our world. 
we are under a system and the system is called principality, power, ruler of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. What that means, there are spirits, there's an overworld and there's an underworld. And this world that we live in is really controlled by the underworld mm -hmm. the, of darkness, the agents, the secret agents that come and embody people and when I say embody people, they don't just possess, go, just go inside of a body. Mm -hmm. What they do do is they speak, they whisper. Right. So, I mean, that's interesting too, because we know the matrix just came out again, mm. but there's so much going on here. So how does the fashion come into this? So Madam Fashion came into this because um, I loved clothing but I couldn't find anything to fit my, I was, I, I attended a very, um, what do you call it? I attended a very, what's the word? I attended a very uh, strict, not the sense of the word strict, conservative okay. church. Right. Where the fashions, we wore long skirts. Okay. And we covered our arms. We it was the United Pentecostal Church International, which is UPCI. Mm -hmm. So I attended that type of church. Some people think it's a cult. I don't think it's a cult, but it does have some cult-like behaviors mm -hmm. because of um, the leadership and everything. But that's besides the point. Yeah. So I got into, so what happened is I used to love fashion. I used to love to dress up and wear different, different clothes, but I didn't know, but I couldn't find my, I couldn't find anything that looked nice mm -hmm. from, you know, in my budget, number one, because I wasn't working and, um, and I just couldn't find anything for my body because my body was very curvy. Right. So what I had to do is I decided to take old jeans, pants, and I used to cut them up and I used to sew them into skirts because wow. it, we weren't allowed to wear pants. So I needed skirts to wear now. Mm -hmm. So I used to cut them up and like open the seams and then I sewed them and made skirts. Uh, and then I'd put a little piece of fabric in the middle to cover where the, the pants part would look when you flatten it. Right. So when I did that, yeah. So when I did that, um people loved it they're like oh my gosh that's so cool that's so cool you sh i want one i want one but the sad thing about fashion is that people don't want to pay the price for the work that you do yes but i was willing to do it for pennies and i did it do i did it for pennies for just pennies. the love of it for the love of it because i love what i was doing i loved seeing the smile on people's faces when i made my fashions and what was the uh, label that you had? The label was called Sexy Virtue, and it's happened to be right here. Let's get that label out. Because I know if you go on YouTube, there are interviews. So you were on CTV, you were on, wow, you were on Huntley Street, um, and oh, wow, the Globe and Mail. So, I mean, you you got a lot of funding as well because you were this upcoming uh, starlet in a way. And wow, so much media too. Yeah. Because you're good at too. that. You're, you're good at that for sure. Mm -hmm. So um, 
so what 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 happened that you just made you realize like I can't keep doing this? Well, bipolar happened. Once they labeled me bipolar, um, they thank God they labeled me with bipolar too. So it didn't affect me for six years. Right. Because when they labeled me bipolar too, that means I didn't have to take medication. Okay. So um, and it meant that I wasn't manic or anything or having psychosis or anything of that nature, but I just needed counseling. And that's what I keep telling these people. I keep telling these doctors here that what I need is counseling. You need, we need, there's more than one, like it's not just drugs. We need. It's holistic. It's holistic. Yeah. Right. So I was telling them I need counseling. I need psychotherapy. So I had, I was very lucky that the Christian Canna Christian College, um, no, Christian Counseling Center or whatever, on second, two, two Carlton Street had counseling. So I used to go there and they had it on the sliding scale. And for me, I was on, I was on welfare. So the sliding scale was zero. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I got free counseling from a Mary Barclay and she was amazing. So that turned a, a lot around for you. It and did. Then she, and did then, she but she was, but she was a student. Okay which means all good things must come to an end, my friends. Right. And it came to an end. And when it came to an end, that's when I started to get ill. Because now I have no one to talk to. About, about these things. Because obviously you have friends and contacts, but it's not something you want to share. No. Yeah. I don't mind talking to my friends, but my friends don't want to listen. Right. So, so that's... Uh, when the fashion uh the fashion business ended it just was like i can't do this anymore it ended uh, honestly it ended after i i worked for the government ministry of health and i was working doing my business and working a job um side by side yeah from 2000 from so i was always working i was always working something to put money in the account so I can have, I can do the business because the business was not paying me yeah. yet. It was paying, you know, like money here, money there, money there. And I reason I realized why in my business number, it had the number 666 in it. So a dark energy, again. a dark energy, another dark energy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, when is it going to end? You couldn't get a new business number? You didn't consider maybe. I know. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't, to, to be honest, I didn't notice the business number until, let me just open the door for my nephew. So, um, so that ended and what, what came next? So. Um, the fashion ended in 2013 after I um, got fired from my job, lost my apartment, lost my business address, um, ended up in Atlanta um, because my sister, oh, and my sister died. Um, my sister died in a car accident wow. with her best friend. When she was in a taxi cab traveling in a Beck taxi cab traveling um they were traveling east yeah they're traveling east on finch avenue west and a taxi cab was 
And then they were traveling in a taxi cab going east. And a young man who was named Siobhan Joseph was being chased by a police officer uh, along Islington Avenue going north. As they got to the intersection, right at the intersection, they T-boned my sister's taxi at 2.30 in the morning. She shouldn't have been out at 2.30 in the morning, but we, she was out because she was at her, her aunt's house. Mm -hmm. And um, she wasn't living with us at home, which means, anyway, that's another story. Yeah. So anyways, the T-bone happened. The young girl who was in the car, 16 years old, flies out the window and dies on impact, splat, body in pieces around the ground. My sister, on the other hand, boom, hits her head on the headrest, breaks her clavicle bones, and her eyes pop out. Why? Because she was wearing a seatbelt. And many of these Beck taxi cabs, they'll take people in there, but they don't have any seatbelts. Wow. So did you, did you um, go in and, and identify the body? I only body, I didn't identify, we never got a chance to see um, Monique's body because it was too much. Mm -hmm. But we saw my sister's body. But my sister wasn't dead on the scene. She was on brain, she was on the life support. Okay. So I thought she was gonna live, but unfortunately she didn't. Because on Sunday, and this is why I've been angry because I have anger management issues. On Sunday, Rather than the doctor, the doctor said, unfortunately, there's nothing more we can do for your daughter. And she's brain dead. And I see that she has, she's an organ donor. You see? That's, right. what, that's what they see you see us as, organ donors. So you feel that, yes, I see. Yeah, they, they found value in the organs, but not value in trying to save her life and keep her alive. Mm -hmm. My sister wanted to be a doctor a doctor and a dancer. Should have been perfect for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just sounds like, um, so that would just contributed to, um, what would you call it? Uh, like psychosis or bipolar or just, it was post-traumatic stress, obviously too. It's PTSD. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. what I have, I'll tell you what I have in general. Mm -hmm. I have anger management issues due to racism um, and all the injustices in this world. I have PTSD due to the death of my sister and the deaths of all my dreams and all the things I've worked hard on that have been stolen from me and taken from me and, and the times I've been prostituted, times I've been raped. So that's PTSD right there. Mm -hmm. I'm a soldier mm -hmm. in the mind and the battlefield is in my mind, but People don't want to call and say I have PTSD because I'm not a physical soldier. But my, my fight is not this. My fight is here. And most Black people are, should have PTSD because we all went through the, 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 the sla slavery. Mm -hmm. So we so have it's something. A generational it's thing. a generational thing. It's called post-colonial slave syndrome. Mm -hmm. Most of us have it. But the thing about you though is you just continue to like 
yeah, I don't know. You have such energy, and you just overcome. And you, and let's say it's just like you refuse your to podcast, give up. Yeah, right. Yeah. What Res is your podcast called? Resilient Minds Three Sixty Five. It's yeah. on Apple, Spotify. I know that. YouTube. I just wanted you to say it, but yeah, yeah no worries. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm resilient. I mean, I'm. I refuse to give up, and I definitely won't make this hospital make me give up because they kept took my son away. I won't let this hospital stop me from thriving and moving and going far and doing great things well no doubt i mean you've contributed to one book and you have another book that you wrote uh like solely so what are those two books called i have three books oh three books even oh wow yeah so what are the names of these books in case anyone wants to check sure them out? they're all on amazon book number one is called the music of my life by cleone crawford that's my book my personal memoir about my story doesn't say story part one wow. because I was at, at that time I had been hospitalized 25 times or 23 times when I had written that book so second book is called 30 plus one resilient stories and I wrote one one chapter in that book where I talk about escaping from a mental hospital <laughs> and then <laughs> and then um, there's book number three which is called Landed for Success, Untold Stories, which is a bestseller. So the last two books were bestsellers. Uh, my book is not a bestseller yet. I only sold 150 copies. Is it 150 or 120? Anyway, it's about 150 to 200 copies. So, um, and how many people have you interviewed on your podcast? 36. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just like, you have this incredible story that anyone would be just so proud to have you know a calling card of all of these you know what i mean accomplishments yeah website www.cleonicrawford.com c-l-e-o-n-i crawford.com so everything is right there wow it's my calling I mean, card i i've checked out already um like a few of the interviews that you've done and i've looked at your interviews on on huntley street and i was just i was blown away right because wow. you don't know what people sometimes you're like you know are people making more of you don't know embellishments yeah. or whatever anyway the facts are is like this is bonafide this is what you've done it's amazing thank so, you so like the last question that I have, because there's just so much to talk about here, mm -hmm. um, is it's it's your last meal. What is your last meal? And if you can invite a musician to come have that dinner with you and share it and perform for you, what is the song that you would choose? <laughs> mm. If I could have my last meal and I is a musician. Yes. That musician is Pharrell Williams. We are singing the song Happy together. I love it. Because I have, if you go on YouTube, you'll see me singing this Pharrell song Happy. With it's him. one of my favorites too. My favorite? Yeah. And it's the one song that helped me to get out of depression. I was in a depression deep depression and I would cry and I'd fall to the ground and I would lie on the ground crying and I would take the mute the song happy and I'd play it over and over for almost a whole month straight no other song and I got out of depression 
That's because wonderful. I willed myself back into health through the music. And like, because that's what you think is is also missing with a lot of people. It's just There's the a musical, lot of musical bring you out. Bring you out. And of course, I know you love oh, food. Oh, and the food girl, Ox, me and Pharrell, we're going to be eating some oxtail. We are going to be eating some fried dumpling. Mm. We are going to be eating some provisions. Yummy. Provisions is banana, um, boiled dumpling, yam. Because I think Pharrell is kind of skinny. So Pharrell needs some food. I think I would agree. I would agree. For Pharrell sure. He's needs, got great style. We know that. Pharrell is a, a fountain of youth. Yes, absolutely. But he's a little skinny. So we got to <laughs> feed him. Pharrell, I, I will feed you. I love it. And most important to add to that meal, plantain. Plantain. Well, I saw Fried you, plantain. you shared some of that plantain with me the other day. Yes, and it I was did. So good. Yes. And then on top of that, to end it off with the, because you, you can't have a meal without a drink and, and um, a drink with some. A little like dessert. Oh, dessert. Yeah. So for the drink, the drink would be sorrel, Jamaican sorrel. And what is that? Is it's that like a, hibiscus. Hibiscus. Wow. I, I've always dried had hibiscus. ginger beer or something right. like that. So this is new for me. Yeah. So it's dried hibiscus. And then we would also have um, black cake. Black, black Jamaican rum cake. Oh, God. I love, I love rum cake. Yeah. Wow. You're talking about With ice cream. Now. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's an amazing last meal. So can we maybe ha try that meal out sometime together? Of course we can. I think we should. And I think we should. It was with Alberts or yeah. the real Jamaican, the real, real jerk in Jamaican. There's so many Jamaican restaurants here in Toronto, downtown. We can try something out. Excellent. My favorite one is, is in Mississauga though. But since we're downtown, we got to try something downtown. Excellent. Well, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. And Likewise. Thank you for your inspiration and <laughs> the fact that you ended this off on with the song Happy. I mean, I think uh, great days are ahead. So thank you.